0: Georgia Virtue presents the Let Me Tell You Why You're Wrong podcast. This is episode 249. This week we have bands, 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 and bands. I'm Dave Roberts. With me is my partner at endeavor, writer, journalist, dog mom, and owner of the GeorgiaVirtue.com, Jessica Salagi. What's
1: up, Dave.
0: What up, what up? Happy Hana Rana It's
1: not Christmas yet
0: <laughs> Well, it's Hanukkah
1: almost it is Hanukkah
0: it is Hanukkah now Glenn Beck came come, came up with that back when he was funny before he lost his mind and decided that he was a conspiracy theorist mm-hmm. but he decided uh because of all you know of all the services all at the same time is a happy Hana Rama Kwansmas
1: it sucks, you know, he really was funny.
0: He was hilarious. And he, he was used to really do, informative uh, too. Yeah, but he used to do more on trivia. It was more on trivia and they would find they would find people on the street and just ask them, you know, stupid questions to see and and the game was after interviewing the person, are they are they going to know the answer? And, you know, the the contestant would say, "Yes, they know," it or "No, they didn't," but it, he was hilarious. Uh he did project long face when he had a giant float with a giant long John Kerry head on the back of it. That had a moving mouth and speakers in it. Hilarious. And then he, sl- when he got his TV show, lost his dadgum mind. But anyway, how's your week?
1: Oh, it's been just lovely. How's your week been?
0: It was. Last week was was the tale of two halves. The first half of the week was just gloomy. Had a day of just. Awful rain, storms. I think it was Wednesday night or whatever. And then Thursday, the sun came out and it was beautiful, like nothing had ever happened.
1: And you're in for a very cold week. We are gonna have. It's gonna be like for, Christmas.
0: I reckon. uh There, there was a theory that we're gonna get snow for Christmas, and I saw people on Facebook were like, "Yes, please, please, please." I'm like, "Are you out of your ever loving mind?" Have you yeah, seen the lines at at that. every store? Just I made the mistake of going to Chick fil A. That happened to be in the same parking lot as a as a Walmart. I was through Chick fil A faster. It took me to just get out of the damn parking lot. Yeah, you throw a snow scare on top of that. No thanks. Yeah, I mean, there's you know there's only a few things that really cause bad driving in Georgia. One is snow, rain. Sunshine, dry roads, wet roads. Other than that, they're great drivers.
1: Sure, yeah. <laughs> can't freaking wait.
0: So we have bans this week.
1: Everything's getting banned. Or they're yes. trying
0: to. Kemp obviously listens to the show. Hopefully, Senator Anna Batare starts, and this is, and I believe I believe Jason does listen to the show.
1: Oh, well, good.
0: Uh, If that's him right now. uh, (laughs) Uh, Andrew Eisenhower, spokesperson for Kemp, said, guidelines to be issued for Georgia Technology Authority later uh, Thursday would include exceptions that would allow law enforcement agencies and prosecutors to access the platform with special permission. Pretty much exactly what we said last week about about TikTok.
1: Yeah, but so Kemp did issue the executive order about state devices and then they're going to rely on what you said, the Georgia Technology Authority. Um I mean, whatever, I guess. Like, I don't I don't have a problem with that. I think it's I just think it's um the timing is interesting. Like TikTok's been around for a while. We've there's nothing new. Trump talked about it, like all the things we already talked about on the la- on last week's show. So it's just very politically motivated because there was that conversation by the FBI director and all of a sudden we're you know, worried about the Chinese, but um, when really, I think we should be banning these things for productivity reasons. But nevertheless,
0: right. Ne- nevertheless, I mean, it, the the ban ultimately is is a good thing for kind of a political reason. I don't I don't know what information the Chinese specifically are getting off of the state computers. I just don't think it's appropriate to have any social media on these state computers, as I said last week, outside of the PAO uh, and investigation stuff.
1: And there's ten states that have also done this. So, and <clears throat> they're they're conservative states. So, again, this is obviously,
0: you know, look, I I have no love for the CCP at all. Uh, I I think they're an absolute evil regime. They between absolute slavery and, and true slavery with with the Uyghurs welding people into their homes for COVID bans. They're they're an absolute evil regime. It's it's to me it, it China's the whipping boy on TikTok. One because it's prevalent and voters. And you know, I'm talking about the. The mass number of voters that are my age don't understand it, uh, and the 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 story is running that it's dangerous and addictive to kids. We've heard the same thing about video games and everything else, uh, and and all different types of apps, the phones being addictive and things like that. So I, I don't know that it's any more or less addictive than than any other piece of technology, but I think it makes a a convenient target because of Biden's links to China and and things like that. Uh, it allows it allows them to put a thumb a little bit in, in Biden's eye uh, with that. But they're also doing uh, WeChat, which I've never heard of, and Telegram, which I've heard of. I don't know much about.
1: Telegram surprised me. Um, I hadn't heard of WeChat either, but um, yeah, um, whatever. You know, the only thing is, is and I, I support it because I don't think we should just be wasting time and, and, and having them utilize state resources. But, like, from an investigative standpoint, I wonder what kind of – well, one, you're going to end up having, like, let's say the GBI go in and just, like, look on their own phone to look someone up Um, because, like, if they have to get permission or – I think using having a, a special device would make more sense than
0: um it, 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 uh, permission yeah per like use. a
1: bureaucratic sign off or something like that makes no sense um but it, it just it'll be interesting to see like how that impacts investigations or things of that sort I did think it was interesting that I think Kemp signed it on Thursday the executive order and the same day <laughs> the Department of Transportation like put this video up saying goodbye to everyone because they're no longer going to be on TikTok. And-
0: well, that shocked me that they actually have like 2,800 followers.
1: Yeah, they've been busy apparently. They had like 80 videos.
0: What the hell are they doing when they're not, I mean, they're obviously not fixing the roads.
1: Yeah, wow.
0: I, I, I can't imagine what videos uh, the Georgia DOT is putting out and why. What? your state funded it's not like popularity has anything to do with your funding yeah, I don't know but it follows on Instagram so it's not certainly not about the time soak they're just gonna put their videos out on the damn gram I, I, I'm gonna to look up I don't, maybe their account's deleted I don't know I'm gonna I'd, I'd have to go on TikTok which I don't even have but I wonder what videos they're putting out. Is, is it guys filling potholes and and doing a dance? I mean, I, I, I don't know. You know the the Senate U.S. Senate passed a bill in twenty twenty to ban TikTok, but it died in the House. Right. Uh, other bills are out there are out there pending, but we have a new Congress in you know two weeks. It's
1: just I again you know whatever. If that's, if that's what they want to do, so be it. I just, I'm not anticipating some crazy revelation of,
0: well, I don't know how you ban it. Now the executive order is you can, is fine. That's Kemp's privilege. He can, he can direct his, his, uh, his, his offices. But how do you codify banning TikTok? You're gonna put a single company by name in, in, into a piece of legislation. What if they change their name? What if they change ownership? So I don't. I, the wording will be will be interesting because I don't know exactly how to do it. I mean, I mean, most of us agree TikTok is, you know, silly, and we we know for a fact that. Uh, it's it's owned by a chinese company that is subservient to the ccp but i don't i don't know how you codified how you put into words to ban to ban this this one app when they can just change the app or i mean the chinese have have resources they can come out with you know so, something else with the same technology doing the same thing yeah so i i don't i don't know i don't know how the wording would go when you when you ban TikTok from from the United States, ban the app from from all devices sold in the United States. I, I don't know how you do that because okay. then then you're playing whack a mole. Every new app that pops up, okay, we're going to codify that and codify that. So, banning Trump, a group of forty House Democrats led by Rep. David Sicilean.
1: I think that's correct introduced legislation who, yeah this is the same guy who did his little thing with um well, i guess he like he's been signaling he's gonna do this for a while
0: yeah um uh he introduced legislation to bar former president trump from holding future federal office under the 14th amendment I mean, we knew. Yeah, yeah, Section 3 uh, of the amendment states that no one who previously took oath to support the Constitution and engaged in insurrection or rebellion shall hold any office, civil or military, under the United States. All right.
1: Aren't you surprised that it didn't happen sooner?
0: Yes. Okay. But I, I, it's, this is just red meat. It, it doesn't have time to pass, and the bill disappears when the new Congress comes in. I mean, he still he still has it, but it won't be in the hopper anymore.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So it doesn't have time to get to get to a committee. They're they're essentially in recess. You know, they they all go home for two weeks.
1: Did you see his quote? Hit me. Donald Trump very clearly engaged in an insurrection on January 6, 2021, with the intention of overturning the lawful and fair results of the 2020 election. You don't get to lead a government you try to destroy. Even Mitch McConnell admits that Trump bears responsibility, saying on the, um, saying on the Senate floor, quote, that there's no question, none, that President Trump is practically and morally responsible for provoking the events of the day, end quote. The 14th Amendment makes clear that based on his past behavior, Donald Trump is disqualified from ever holding federal office again, and under Section 5, Congress has the power to pass legislation to implement this prohibition.
0: Hmm. Well, I think there is a chasm between being morally responsible for 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 egg, egging it on and being involved in insurrection or re- rebellion, mm-hmm. uh, he he wasn't a, a, a field general uh, in the middle of the crowd. He wasn't on stage yelling "Go get him." The the I I I think it's it doesn't pass muster. In fact, is if he w- were engaged in insurrection or rebellion, he would he would be arrested. That that's that's just that's just the way it is. There, there would be there would be a reason to arrest him. So there's if the if it doesn't pass legal muster. I I, I don't think this has any chance. read right me to go. Where's he from Rhode Island. But it's it's I don't know. he doesn't this it doesn't have a chance to pass certainly doesn't have a chance to pass once january gets here never get to the senate and not only would you would you have to get it through the house you also have to get 60 senators to vote on it
1: so there were two house members that signed on you want to take take a guess at who they were from georgia uh,
0: two house members that signed on mm-hmm. from georgia. uh i uh I don't know.
1: Nikema Williams, who's in the fifth district, and Hank Guam Johnson.
0: Okay. Hank Johnson I certainly understand. I'm surprised that uh McBath wasn't on it. Yeah. McBath in a, is in a interesting area where if if she has to kind of st- she has to kind of watch her step with that stuff. And she's a single-issue uh, congresswoman. I was about to say she's Oka. a
1: one-trick pony.
0: Yeah, guns, guns, guns. My son would be alive if it weren't for guns. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't see how how this how this is going to pass muster. I don't see how it's going to pass. And look, the Dem- secretly the Democrats don't want it to pass. You think Biden wants this to pass? No, it, Biden's Biden. It feels that his best chance is to run against Trump.
1: Yeah, that's what he did before.
0: <clears throat> well, he can't really hang. He can't hide in the basement this time. But this gives this in his in his view, this Trump running gives him his best chance of re-election. I say his view. I don't know how how much he actually understands anymore. But whoever whoever uh, his puppeteer, whoever Geppetto is. It thinks that the the best chance of, of extending uh, the four into eight is to run against Trump. But this is a good time to remind you these are our opinions and not those of anyone not on the show, any respective company for which we, we may work, own, or otherwise associate ourselves with on a regular or irregular basis. Also, you can find other episodes and relevant stories over at com. Mule of the Week!
1: Yeah, it's um, Guyton and the city council and the city manager for a reason that some people probably would not expect. Um, Last Tuesday at the regular meeting, they voted to give um, Well, what really first irritated me was that they did it in executive session. And they are technically allowed to, but they um, I really haven't seen anybody else do that because most places just do it in open meeting because it's the right thing to do. But anyway, um, they voted at the last meeting to give a $500 bonus to all city employees, including those in the police department, except those who have submitted resignation letters. Um, And so I filed an open records request for the resignation letters that had been submitted in the previous 60 days. And that yielded the results of one officer, Anguiano, who is the only officer who I've never written about um, in Guyton. And uh, he was a patrol officer. And then he went to the, um, what's it called? Um, The school. SRO, school
0: resource officer.
1: Thank you. He went to um, the school, the elementary school in Guyton. And actually is, like, a beloved guy. Well, he got another job somewhere else. Um, Who can blame him? Why he wouldn't, I mean, who wouldn't leave Guyton with all the crap that's going on? And if you're also actually, like, a decent person, it's not really a good place for you. So, he found a new job. He submitted his resignation on December 1st and gave them 31 days notice, which I think most people can agree is, um, like, beyond respectful and... Um, also offered to train, like if they were able to hire somebody, he offered to train them. Um, so he was, he's been there for over a year. He um, was going to be there when the bonuses were dispersed. And they're like, yeah, sorry, you're leaving us. We're not giving you any money. And again, it was $500. So Um, my friend Andy who lives in Guyton decided to start a GoFundMe and, um, we shared it and we were able to get the guy $2,500, um, in less than, well, it was about 12 hours, um, which was amazing because it was people from the Effingham County Sheriff's Office, people from the Bullitt County Sheriff's Office, um, a a couple of police agencies like far away, um, Dave donated, um, there's people from all over who were like, hey, this is not the right thing to do. And this is like the one guy who's trying to better himself. And the city is singling him out and screwing him over. Let's do what communities are supposed to do and give him a bonus. And so now he's going to get, you know, $2,500-ish. Um, and it's tax-free.
0: Well, a bonus at the end of the year is a thank you.
1: For the years' applying.
0: work. Right. It's a thank you. Thank you for for all your hard work. Here's here's a little something extra in your paycheck. And for them to purposely single out one person. And decide, well, he's leaving. We're not giving him anything. After, you know, from from all accounts, did really good work with, with those kids. They loved Putting him. Putting a, a good face on on law enforcement at kids at the most impressionable age. You know, he, he was, he was, he was the friendly guy. He was reading to kids in classrooms. He was, uh, you know, the, the guy that greets them at the door when they come in and directs and traffic. Yeah. Uh, all the stuff that, all the things that we want. And that's the guy that we want on social media, putting videos out, not, not rapping about, uh, apes and raping uh that's the guy that we want videos of is is seeing the good work that that these officers do the majority of police officers the vast majority of police officers do on a day to day basis in the community right just like the, the 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 stories that we love when a patrol officer stops and plays a couple a couple uh, uh games of basketball with with kids in a neighborhood. We love those stories we you know the the public eats those stories up because we we like that good news.
1: Well, it's like the wonder years, leave it to beaver cop. It's not the awful way we see it portrayed in the news all the time now. Um, But I I mean, I think it was the right thing to do, but I also really loved it because it showed how powerful the community is. And I was telling you before the show, like it, it showed how powerful the community is in um like hey if you have good officers we will support your police department and no we're not it's not just this anti cop community um of people who want to see everyone just like crash and burn it's truly like people you do good we will reward you we will back you we will support you and then some um and i was elated that not only did it like it wasn't difficult for the money to come rolling in but that the goal was exceeded and um and quickly, right,
0: right, and quickly. And I is- mean, you, you and I both. You, know, you put in a, a, a very nice donation. I, I threw a couple bucks in there, just because it's it's p- when people see a wrong, they want it righted. And if 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 people from from all over can you know chip in a couple bucks when they see somebody that was that was de- obviously retaliated against. For leaving,
1: for for bettering himself. What if what if the reason was only that he was going to make more money? Are you going to fault him for that? So, and and so on the way out the door, you're going to be like, okay, you can't have any more money. We don't appreciate your last year's work.
0: Yeah, and, and, and look, I'd ask it and I said before the show too. It would have been nice. You know, if things don't work out this way. But if he could have waited to the end of the school year. But the other department he's going to can't just hold a position to open for six months right so in any professional circle when you, when you see a chance take it you know it's it's a chance to better himself and honestly it, it it may have been that it could be more more money it could be it can't be better hours than being a being a, a resource officer, but better working conditions whatever
1: less bad or publicity. May,
0: Maybe it's a little closer home, yeah, and not having to listen to his his, his family friends go read uh, read the Georgia virtue. <laughs> yeah, go,
1: you, exactly. You
0: still working for these people? <laughs>
1: uh, but no, I mean, I was just really proud of everybody, and um, I, I think I just think it's wonderful, and I I'm really glad that. Andy he came up with the And idea. he was not
0: parked beside you at the Guyton City Council he meeting. He was not. In, in fact. He was not attempting to to, uh, to intimidate you.
1: No. In fact, the one time that I met him, I mean, he was there a couple other times, but we didn't interact. But the one time that I did meet him, I was standing outside of the door after a meeting. It was when it was still warm out. And um, he came up to me and he shook my hand and he told me his name and said, it's nice to meet you. And he said, I read your stuff. <laughs> um, and we kind of like laughed about it. And I said, well, you know, it's, it's interesting that you're never in it. Um, and I think I said something to the effect of you don't belong here. You should go work somewhere else. And, you know, obviously he's not going to respond the, to that. But like that.
0: The, the power of the salagi.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, he 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 wasn't. He, he has never. I've never seen him try the intimidation route and like. What I was getting at was that he was polite. He was cordial. He shook my hand. He introduced himself, and he tried to just make small talk because it was the right thing to do.
0: Yeah, I mean, if that seemed to be. A, it, for, I, I, obviously, I've never met him, but from from what I read and and what I hear from from people who who were who were responding to you sharing the GoFundMe. Is that's this guy's personality? Is he's a he wants to help people. He's a nice guy. He's not, you know he's he doesn't want to go kick your door in and kill your dog. No, he's a, he's a nice guy. He enjoys helping the kids and being with the kids. That's and look SRO is not an easy job. No, it, it it it's not. I mean when it and I know you're primarily we think of them that he they're there in case. But they're also there with disciplinary problems and not directly with the kids, but you get a kid who's violent and you need someone to be able to restrain the kid and, and remove them. You know, I know that's more of the high school level because, you know, elementary school kid, you pick up and you, like well, like we said, I think last week, give a bear hug and remove them from the classroom.
1: Yeah, you don't throw them down on the bench.
0: Yeah, don't throw them on the bench from three feet away from the bench like you're trying to make a free free throw shot.
1: But, um, jing. Whoops.
0: So we have banning electric vehicles. California's plan to ban gas powered vehicles and its effect on the energy grid. Mm.
1: Why don't they do do you think that the leftists who are pro EV in to the extreme, not I mean, if you want to drive an electric car and you want to do this so voluntarily and you wanna you want to pay the money for it and, and deal with like I'm fine like do whatever you want to do. I don't care if you want to use a jetpack to get where you're going. Like it's it's your business. But do you think that the far left people who are just balls to the wall in favor of EVs? Do you think that they are aware of the like particularly in California the the energy grid problem or do you think that they just don't care like well it'll work itself out? One
0: I think uh, they're brainwashed. Now, they think that you would be able to put solar panels in your house and charge your car. Which, you know, par- partially is true, but you have to be able to charge your car when it's cloudy, too. Uh, I also believe that they would like the vast majority of people to not have air conditioning in their home. To, to take that stress off the grid
1: which is hilarious because they're usually the same people who want prisoners to have air conditioning because of the data that says that people who have air conditioning maybe not its set at it like 65 or anything but you know people who have like reasonable airflow and whatnot are less violent
0: and there are a lot of these people that are, that are pushing it uh the elites have four or five air conditioners in their house.
1: You would
0: know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, big house is, is going to have going to have lots of air conditioners, uh, all pulling on that power grid. Look, I, I've said it for a long time. If if we tried to go all electric today, we just couldn't. You you could not charge two EVs per household uh, without upgrading the enti- the entire power grid. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there was some news uh, last week about about uh, fusion energy that it, it, it is it's on the horizon and you know f- fission is what we have now fission being you take you take an atom and you and you, and you or you take a molecule and you split it up into two different two different uh, uh atoms and the 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 parts are lighter than the whole and everything else is released as energy and that's how we get nu- nuclear fission um uh, fusion being you take two atoms and you bring them together and the whole is lighter than the two parts and what's lighter is expended as, as energy e, e equals MC squared. So so that sort of idea is you could you could have a, a generator, a a fusion generator, this is sometime far into the future, at your house and run off of nitrogen at your house you know uh, a uh, an element that is easily obtained from the air that we breathe and that that's that's pie in the sky stuff but sometime in the future could that happen sure but our currently the majority in this country of electricity comes from fossil fuels coal and gas no no and if you tell if you tell them we want to build a nuclear plant, they lose their ever-loving minds.
1: Yeah. I don't know if um, I've talked about on the show, so if I have, I apologize. But, um, you know, my family, when my dad passed away, he was in land development out west, and he left land to us, and um it... Was divided, like we, there was a family ranch that my brother now owns, but we were all also given land in New Mexico. And I had property there, and they came to me several years ago about putting solar panels. And um, well, they put so they have a solar farm out there, and there's federal protected land and, and Indian land and things like that. So there's a lot of restrictions. Um, and they have eminent donating protections that we don't have in Georgia, which is interesting. But um, anyway. There's a, a solar farm and they needed they, they're going they put that farm in New Mexico with the sole intention of running power to California. And I I they came to me in twenty eighteen about this project with the plan of having it fully operational operational, operational by twenty twenty five. And I think twice now that has been delayed for various reasons. The companies changed names um a number of times and I say all that to say that it is expensive as hell to run power that is generated by solar across states like that. Um it's slow to implement and they're I think they're now 2 years behind what they thought. So let's just say 2027 20, to be safe. And that was only for a small portion of the state of California. And, and and they they don't even have it up and operational. That they started planning well before when I I got in at the very end because they had a hard time finding me because I'm in Georgia. But in 2018, they started this back in like 2015 or 2016. So you're talking about a decade of planning to get something hopefully off the ground and running to help the energy crisis out there. And they want to make it worse. And their plan right now is 2035 for all electric vehicles. There's no way in hell that's happening.
0: And look, that power generation is just one consideration. Sure. You still have to have the infrastructure to bring it to homes.
1: Sure. Absolutely. Well, uh, you know, in California, you cannot sell your house unless you have solar panels attached to your roofs. That became law a couple yeah, of years ago, right before COVID, I yeah, think. That's
0: not government overreach at all.
1: I know. Um, I know. It's absolutely absurd. But they they require... You cannot move... And change ownership of your home unless you install those panels. As if it's it's not cheap. Um.
0: No, it's tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah. Besides, besides, uh, for many people, ruining any warranty you have on the roof because th- they run bolts through it. Uh, if you're if it's if you have to change you have to change your roof. You know, uh, you get roof leaks or storm damage. You have to pay a solar company to come out and remove the panels before a roofer can come out, make repairs or, or replace your roof, and then come back out and bolt them back on. Uh, it's the the return on investment on solar panels on a single family residence is relatively low given the life expectancy of the of the solar panels themselves. Uh, I know a little bit about this because uh, Lennox, one of the manufacturers that I, that I carry, uh makes a solar-ready system, mm-hmm. uh, air conditioner. And it has a transfer switch on it. Obviously, when the solar panel is generating enough electricity, it'll run off of that. Uh, it was supposed to work as if when it's not running and, you, and you're not pulling much electricity and you're generating solar power, you would sell electricity back to the grid. But the, the cost on that several years ago it was and i'm talking about seven eight nine years ago was like 30 grand and with life expectancy of the equipment life expectancy of the solar panels you never get paid back for it unless there is some sort of federal subsidy which at one point there was where your tax credits were like 20 of the 30 grand which made it made it affordable for people who could afford to wait for their their return on investment on that uh but in california it's not just gasoline powered cars it's they want to eliminate uh sale of new natural gas powered furnaces and water heaters by 2030
1: that's not happening either i mean
0: the power draw between between gas and electric is enormous uh and this to to run your a furnace a, a gas furnace the uh, max uh, breaker that you put in for it is 15 amps because it's about the smallest you can make. It it, it only pulls a few amps. Uh, it pulls a few more as it lights because it uses a most furnaces use a hot surface igniter and they, it's just that's just running voltage and making something hot so the gas ignites. But the fan, once it started, really the operating is only two or three amps. A an air handler. <clears throat> which is uh, an electric furnace called called an air handler and heat pump. Your heat pump can pull somewhere between 20 and and 50 amps, depending on the size and and efficiency. Your air handler, on the other hand, when you swap over to auxiliary or emergency heat, uh, uses resistance coils. Resistance coils. Can't talk. And all that is is a giant hairdryer. You shoot high voltage across thin wire. it, It gets hot, glows red. The fan runs and picks picks that uh, that heat out of the air and puts it through the house. When you get below a certain temperature outside, you need those backup strips. As you know, down there, you had a, you had a problem with your strips weren't weren't working in, and, and your heat pump couldn't keep up.
1: And it ran; it doubled my electric bill.
0: Right. So w- when you do that, so you take you take a furnace that's pulling two or three amps when it's running. To a heat pump that's that's pulling, let's just say, forty amps on, on uh, at startup for a large one, and your your strips pulling somewhere between sixty and ninety amps. All right, that's that's well over hundred amps just to heat a, a decent sized house with one system. When if you have hundred fifty amp service because you have gas. That service isn't capable of using that using that power uh, to run heat and anything else in the house. It's it's an overload. So you have you have to upgrade everything in that house for, from the panel to the make the wires thicker that are coming from the street. But if every house in the neighborhood does that, you don't have enough power coming into that neighborhood to, su- to support everybody doubling their. Their power their power uh, usage in wintertime you just don't have it so then if you start talking about every neighborhood in the city doing that and every every small business that that uses natural gas to, to heat every school that uses natural gas to heat and package units and you start upgrading all that the the wires themselves the the high voltage lines that that run that you see running down the highway aren't big enough the substations aren't big enough to support doubling or tripling the the draw that that taking natural gas out of it would would cause and that's a massive upgrade and that's not a, that's not even including the I did not even figure in going water heater going from 0 amps being gas mm-hmm. to 30 or 40 amps to to heat with a with with an electric water heater you're doubling the 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 electricity that draw that house needs just to take a hot shower and and heat the home. Yeah. Probably more explanation than anybody really wants on on how uh how heating and air work works in your house with with power consumption, but that the we, we talk about the grid not being able to handle it. That's it's you 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 just you just can't. We we don't have the the infrastructure to support it.
1: But here we are.
0: Yet here we are. Hello, it's and that's one of the many reasons people are leaving California. The the, the taxes cost are of stupid there high is
1: in is is astronomical. Like the cost of living has gone up everywhere. But what what's happening there is, I mean, Almost all of my family has left. Obviously, we left. For yeah, a very long and time. companies are leaving. We I can't mean,
0: Musk moved moved Tesla. It, it's it's California right now is unsustainable, mm-hmm. and they're talking about. Uh, I saw something in the news today, uh, as we record, that California is mulling over three hundred fifty thousand dollars reparations yes. per person.
1: And nobody sees the problem. Nobody sees like, oh gosh, you think we're causing this?
0: Of course, the states give as talking about giving reparations. California was never a slave state.
1: No, well, they weren't even part of the team then.
0: Well, were they? Were they a state? After after uh, gold was discovered at Sutter's Mill, there was a quick movement to make California a state. But I'm not sure which when exactly they came in. I know Alcatraz was originally a Civil War fort. But anyway, that's okay, maybe they were uh, uh, eighteen
1: fifty, but they weren't like in the mix of it
0: no no no
1: they're not in the history books of on the yeah the uh, the California
0: regiment uh marching with Sherman to the sea yeah no
1: they were the 31st state
0: no they, they the the whole idea of getting California in, into the Union quickly was to uh was to supply gold to the to the treasury.
1: Shocking! Now they're just a freaking dead weight.
0: <laughs> yeah, I keep waiting for that that Andreas fault to go ahead and, and and push California off into the sea. Yeah, the
1: only reason they're that I've been told I, that my
0: whole life it has hasn't happened yet.
1: The only reason that I like kind of against it is because I'm a, like, if someone like Trump is president, I might lose my citizenship.
0: You know, you just might. You never know. So banning convenience stores, Richmond, Virginia is considering a new way of cracking down on crime. at Existing convenience stores make it harder to open new ones.
1: I mean, this is something so stupid that only a local government could come up with it. Um, this happened last week as well. Um, the city council passed a resolution declaring that convenience stores should be subject to more restrictions than grocery stores, specialty food stores, and other food retailers. Um, And then they want the city staff to study how to amend the zoning code to make that happen because, um, well, and they're going to give the city planning director the power to, quote, create special neighborhood-based convenience store overlay districts where grab-and-goes would be allowed. So, like, I guess for the criminals they want to like consolidate everything in one area so that they can just hit them all at once. I don't know. I I ugh. They're going to get So the, ther-
0: the theory is the small shops uh draw more r- violent crimes and robberies. And of course instead of addressing the crime itself uh, it's it's like saying there was a shooting in a park, so let's shut down all parks.
1: Well, that sounds like something government would do.
0: It does. It does. As I've lost my mind several times about, you know, shutting down outside parks during COVID. Uh, this is so asinine. It, one, these these municipalities make money off of sales tax. Why would you limit the limit the amount of of businesses retail businesses that, that that can open if you really want to stop the violent crime at at convenience stores let them defend their own stores with guns so in fact, I, there's a, go ahead i'm sorry so there's a story in baltimore where a gas station has hired private armed security to to be at their be at their station 24 hours a day and you know they're they're in body armor and carrying carrying rifles good for them okay yeah oh absolutely so very few people push back saying it feels like they're living in a war zone which if you're in Baltimore you are um yeah. but most people are supportive of it they 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 they'd rather go to this particular gas station because they feel safe because there's somebody you know watching their back uh so but do the same do the same thing and and most most Convenience store owners probably don't have the money to to have 24-hour security like that.
1: No, of course not. But I, you know, I love a good... um, I love statistics. So I went to the Richmond, Virginia Police Department's um, crime stats. And they actually, God bless them, have reporting periods as recent as December 11th. So this was through the week prior because they voted on it on the 15th. Um, And it's actually very, they talk about violent crimes and property crimes, and they compare the same period um, to last year. So just hear me out. Um, Homicides, which I know is not what we're talking about, but homicides in 2021 for the week, were four in 2022. They're one, so they're down 75%. Rapes, one in 2021, zero in the same period in 2022. Robberies, five in 2021, three in 2022. Um, That was like robbery of a business or a commercial place. Robberies on individuals was five in 2021, four in 2022. Aggravated assaults, 14 versus 10 this year. Um. Total violent crimes overall were 29 in the same week in 2021 versus 18 this year. And then when you talk about property crimes from burglaries, larceny, auto theft, um, it's 201 in the same period to 200, um, with the majority of them this year being theft from buildings, motor vehicles, and things like that. Not really on persons like purse snatching or, um, Definitely some shoplifting. But I say all that to say that their property crimes are pretty much the same. Their violent crimes are actually down by 38% from this time last year.
0: Well, and this is all in response to two shootings at one particular convenience store.
1: Almost, You think they're targeting?
0: Yeah, it, it... it would give it would put a mountain of paperwork ahead of anybody who'd like to open a convenience store. Mm-hmm. Uh, it also makes them subject to going for the city council to get approval to open it. And honestly, it it treats business differently based on its size, on its footprint, and how much money they're they're investing. Uh, convenience stores are obviously a lot smaller and cheaper to operate. Than a a grocery store.
1: Even a dollar general because of the size, the space. And the amount of oh, money yeah. those places make for a city is phenomenal.
0: Oh, yeah. And plus, the, the taxes collected at a convenience store uh, per item because uh, sales taxes are a percentage are going to be higher per customer or per item because... That bag of chips that maybe a dollar at the grocery store is three bucks mm-hmm. at a convenience store. Yep. So that same. And then you talk about like chips.
1: cigarettes and everything and tobacco products yeah. that have sin taxes.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and and beer, and really in poorer communities, and you know I I I don't know Richmond specifically how how their city lays out. A lot of times, a convenience store is the. Quickest and only mm-hmm. access you have to to food in your neighborhood without without driving 30 minutes or getting on a bus for hour and a half to, to get to a grocery store. You know, for for a long time, I, I lived in Kirkwood in Atlanta. Uh, and at the time there now there's grocery stores at Edgewood and everything else. But at the time uh, a trip to the grocery store was was a haul. I mean it was it was 20 30 minutes go to go to a real grocery store but there was a a gas station across the street. So if I you know if if I needed something real quick that's where that's where I went and that's where a lot of people in neighborhoods in in the poor neighborhoods that ne- don't necessarily have a lot of money go to those 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 uh, convenience stores as I call them beer and lotto shops.
1: Yeah.
0: And, yeah. and 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 that they raked in a ton of money selling loose cigarettes and uh and single beers. And then and they made a killing doing it. But it's it is it's, it's NIMBY. Uh they don't I guarantee it comes down to people don't like the way convenience stores look. And I'll admit, if, if when ugly. I'm in town, and I yeah, and I, and I see these beer and lotto shops and stuff. They're they're not pretty. You know, a lot of times you have people hanging out outside, uh, that that really have no business in there, just hanging out outside. You know, a place to place to meet friends or whatever. Uh, so it's I think it has very little to do with crime. It has a lot to do with, uh, with appearance. So if this if this uh, code were uh, were voted in. I guarantee you the questions when they when a potential owner goes before the city council is, what's it going to look like? Yeah, you know, they're they're hiding behind safety for the NIMBY stuff.
1: And they're, I mean, it's just asinine to suggest that like it, that's going to reduce the number. Do you, okay, so here, one of two things is going to happen. They're either going to go where they where the the product is that they can take and i'm talking about the criminals or they're going to go rob other people or places
0: yeah criminals are gonna criminal that's what they do it's not like you know you know you don't open up a sack of suds and all of a sudden like well there's no convenience stores ah <sighs> damn it i guess i'll get a job That's another thing, not to mention the jobs that it provides the community. Now, does a convenience store clerk make a ton of money? I don't think so. I mean, Quick Trip pays pretty well from what I see on the signs when I stop at Quick Trip.
1: Yeah, and I think they do have room for upward mobility, but usually those aren't, those are less likely to be the ones that we're talking about here.
0: Yeah, these aren't gas stations. These are, are, I think what they're targeting are, are, are not gas stations, they're, Specifically, the sack of suds, mm-hmm. uh, the the you know the three dollar can of tuna and uh, and uh, twenty dollar six pack of beer. That's that that's their that's what they're going after. They're not, obviously they're not going after Quick Trip or anybody like that or Seven Eleven or 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 that kind of stuff. They're they're going after you know the the little corner shop or New York called bodegas. Obviously, Richmond's not as metropolitan as New York. I don't think anywhere is, is, is as metropolitan as New York is. With, uh, you know, every little neighborhood has its own bodega that that people shop at because there's just not space for giant grocery stores. It's just, uh, again, this is this is uh, we, had a, we had a couple stories from Reason this week, and Reason does a does a really good job of 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 exposing uh what governments doing.
1: Yeah, they do a fantastic kind of, job keeping a an eye on overreach.
0: And explaining it and getting into uh where where the what the various other options are, uh where it's overreach, uh uh how, you know, where NIMBY comes from and that kind of stuff. Uh, they're they're a good follow. Reason's a good follow. Obviously, the Georgia Virtue. When you start talking about government, government um, uh, mismanagement, overreach in state of Georgia, uh, the Georgia Virtue is a great thing to follow too. Reason will it covers everything nationally and somewhat internationally of uh, things that are going on, and and they have some very talented writers over there. So Jessica, you have any closing thoughts?
1: I do. Um, it's not the most cheerful thing, but it's definitely worth. Saying. So we had a listener, um, Mr. Tracy Hendricks, who was also an was an advertiser with the Georgia Virtue, um, and the local business owner here in Statesboro. But he was a listener of the show and um a fellow libertarian-leaning fella. who I think I think he was 64. He passed away last week um unexpectedly, and it's just super sad because um he was literally like the best human and i feel like he just deserves a shout out on the show because um whenever i would see him or talk to him about stuff he would he was the kind of person who would like always have you come by to talk about things and updates because he wanted to have the opportunity to like see your face and talk to you about um politics and everything else and um he started femac security solutions which is a um security company obviously but they um he started it on his own in like real rural remote georgia and um grew it to be this conglomerate that ended up servicing banks and um huge i mean local governments like big giant properties um so very successful so i always loved listening to him talk because he always gave me business advice and tips and tricks and all kinds of things but um it's just a huge loss, and I'm, um, you know, his family will carry on his legacy for uh, for his business and everything. They're a family run, owned and operated, and everything. But um, just I wanted to mention him because he was supportive of the show. He was supportive of the GeorgiaRancher.com, of of me personally, the dogs. He was a veteran, everything like just the quality human that we all want in our lives. And it's just a loss. So. Hopefully you have something more positive to leave people with.
0: (laughs) Not much more positive. Uh, Well, I guess it is positive in the long run. Sam Brenton, the bald-headed, cross-dressing, non-binary, deputy secretary of spent nuclear material, has been fired. Woo! After stealing yet another suitcase, Uh, he got caught stealing one and was charged. no response from uh, Department of Energy and then he got popped I think in Vegas sort of stealing another the the first one he he said it was a mistake. he didn't check a bag. so if you don't check a bag, why are you even going to baggage claim? Mm-hmm. but he was uh, or he is uh, a freak show. Uh, you just have to look him up. I mean, between giving instructions on puppy play to uh, how proud he was to work, work in the halls of Congress at one point with his high heels clicking down the hallway uh, to him wearing a mustache and bright red lipstick. um, Just, I, I don't know what the, what the administration was thinking other than he checks a bunch of boxes and, and, I, th- I believe he went to MIT. I, I it's not it, he's probably he's probably if personality wasn't if if he just went to work and operated as a normal human being he probably would have been pretty good at his job. But he did you know nothing about nothing about what he was doing with, with spent nuclear nuclear waste uh, or material had anything to do with anything that 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 any story about him. Normally we, we would know the Undersecretary of Energy. Uh, dealing with uh, spent nuclear uh, material, we would have no idea who that person is unless, you know, he's standing in a dress, high heels with leashes, holding on to three men and dog masks on all fours. Mm. And this didn't cut. This didn't surface like someone hacked him. This was like on his social media.
1: Yeah, he owned it and he was loud and proud about it.
0: And I told you before the show, because obviously he has his security clearance. There's, there's two ways of looking at it. One, he's a huge security risk because he's a freak show. The other is he lets his freak flag fly, which, you know, is fine. So you really can't blackmail the guy. I mean, we're going to release pictures of you holding holding guys in dog masks. Well, yeah, it's on my Facebook page. It's my cover photo. So you really, you really can't blackmail him. Nope. Uh, programming note, uh, we will be taking a holiday break. And coming back right before session,
1: dun, dun, dun.
0: and that's when you get angry, Jessica.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's true.
0: Um, we may be releasing some some different audio uh, uh, coming up to it. I'm working on a couple interviews with uh, uh, different candidates coming coming up. Uh, if 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 we get that audio, obviously we'll release it on all the social media platforms. And uh, you, Jessica and I are both now on the twits. I, I think you had a twit account before, but I actually activated one. So if uh, I don't have anything groundbreaking to follow me, but Jessica always uh, and the Georgia Virtue are great follows on Twitter. They're, you know, uh, as as always, uh, her her stuff is <laughs> amusing a lot of times, especially when it, when it comes to the puppy dogs, the baby dogs. So, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. From all of us at, uh, let me tell you why you're wrong, Eric Cumbie, our editor, Jessica Sologi, my partner in the endeavor, I'm Dave Roberts. We'll talk to you soon.